Hello and welcome to You Love to See It, the podcast where the dashboard melted, but we've still got the radio. I'm your host, <laughs> Merritt Kay. With me on this one is Danielle Riendo. This is the podcast where we watch TV shows and movies and tell you all about them. And this week, we are watching 1987 American comedy Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, written, produced, and directed by John Hughes, starring Steve Martin as Neil Page, a high-strung marketing executive, <laughs> and John Candy as Del Griffith, a good-hearted but annoying shower curtain ring salesman. The two share a three-day odyssey of misadventures, trying to get Neil home to Chicago in time for Thanksgiving with his family. The film received critical praise with many critics lauding it for Hughes branching out from teen comedies. <laughs> and, uh, of course, uh, famously referenced in uh, the Modest Mouse song Dashboard, which is all I knew about this movie <laughs> before we watched it. Oh, I'm well, I'm so glad that, that you're coming to this fresh because I feel like this is something I've I've seen this movie so many times that I could probably recite most of it. Like this and Christmas Vacation, another John Hughes, I think he wrote that one, mm -hmm, may have produced. Mm -hmm. John Hughes like worked with several other directors, worked with a lot of folks, you know, during this period of time. This is the late 80s, you know, into things like the early 90s, like Home Alone. 89 was Christmas Vacation. These are movies that I grew up with to such an extent that my entire family can basically recite them. So I am actually pretty thrilled to hear from somebody who is new to this uh, Midwestern delight, if you will, uh, <laughs> of a movie. Because I think it's a delight. I, I am delighted by it often, at least for many segments of this film. I, uh, I would say that I am not really a, a big Hughes head. Uh, sure, and sure. that's not for lack of interest, but just lack of exposure for the most part. I mean, I've seen... What are the the John Hughes classics? I mean, he is mostly known, I think, for his a lot of his teen comedies. Sweet Sixteen. Sweet uh, uh, Sixteen Candles. Oh, sorry, Sixteen uh, Candles. Why did I say Sweet Sixteen? Weird Science, The Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Pretty in Pink. Um, he did the Beethoven, the Beethoven franchise about the dog. Oh my God! About the the giant Saint Bernard <laughs> who got into lots of Wait, trouble. Wait, <laughs> he did Baby's Day Out. Good. He did Good. That Is the Menace, the nineteen ninety three one. Oh, oh John Hughes. Well, listen, not everyone has a perfect track record, but uh, certainly Breakfast Club. I uh, have seen that. Um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Of course, have seen that. These are the the college movies that you watch in college, yeah. to me at least. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is, I think, the only one that I saw younger than that. I think okay. um, that was probably one that my parents saw in theaters and were into. And so I had seen that as a kid. Yeah. And uh, yeah, kind of classic, uh, classic American comedy cinema. Yeah, based very much on, like, family and, you know... It's about family. Family and holidays, a lot uh, of, of those kind of going on. Not always about the holidays, but often about the holidays. And people being displaced, whether they are home alone 
or they are visiting family, mm. or they are trying to get home to family. There's a lot of uh, connective tissue, at least with these yeah. later ones, like late 80s to early 90s, uh, of Hughes, Hughes's, uh, Hughes' Hoove. Yeah, uh, I, can't, I can't say yeah. that properly, um, but yeah. Kind of an inverted Home Alone, Plants, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah. Uh, in, in that, instead of being stuck at home alone, uh, he is on his way home, and yeah. uh, pointedly not alone, because yeah. the uh, the crux of this movie is uh, the sort of odd couple pairing of Steve Martin as this uh, high-strung, anxious, really prissy kind of guy, and John Candy as just the most affable man in the world, who yeah. nonetheless is kind of annoying and has some habits that are... Uh, a you know, gross. Kind of gross. You, you might say a little gross. The he foot, smokes. The foot he, thing. Uh, he takes his shoes off on the plane. And his he, socks. Uh, uh, he, uh, he washes his socks in the sink. He, uh, <laughs> he snores. He, uh, he talks constantly. But uh, just, you know, at the heart of it, basically a really nice guy. So. He likes me, you know? I like me. He likes him. And that's great. He's a great. beautiful moment. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to be more accurate, this movie could be called like automobiles, planes, trains, automobiles, different types of automobiles. Oh, I see. So trucks, sort of just like enumerating buses. every <laughs> mode of transportation they take. Pro- yeah. Not quite as couchy a title, but certainly more descriptive. It's true. It's true. Well, you know, if you're being scientific about it, this is the kind of movie where um, every time... For example, if I am with my family and we are on any one of these types of vehicles, like a plane, a train, or an automobile, and there is potential for crossover, for example, over a bridge, Mm -hmm. uh, over a body of water, uh, or like, you know, there's a plane landing, there's a train crossing, there's a, a, you know, a highway crossing, my father will make sure to point out that indeed, in the same general uh, vertical space, there are planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh. Yeah. It's a very... They don't take a boat, thing. though. No, I know. I The boat thing, he, like, gets excited about it because he likes to, like, add that on. And boats! Like, he has, like, planes, <laughs> that, trains, that could be the sequel. Planes, and boats! Trains, automobiles, and boats. <laughs> exactly. Uh, That's my dad for you. I mean, there's not really anywhere where they would take a boat, I think, in the intended, or in, like, the film itself, because... Right? Um, yeah. So, Neil starts in New York, and... uh the scene at the beginning where so he's a, a marketing guy yeah. and uh he has pitched he's like at a pitch meeting where he's like trying to sell these designs i okay when i first saw the uh <laughs> the poster that like the the executive guy is like looking at and he's like hmm hmm i don't know I thought it said IBS. I thought they were like yeah, ads same. for like IBS. Yeah. <laughs> Not for IBS, but you know. Um, yeah. But it's actually a makeup brand called Ibis. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, like the bird, I'm the assuming. The bird, yeah. yeah. There's that great scene. Like, and the scene is so funny. This, this actor who's just like playing this indecisive guy who just keeps looking at them and being like, Hmm. <sighs> <sighs> Meanwhile, uh, Neil Page is desperately trying to 
get out of this meeting and uh, <laughs> trying to get back to Chicago for Thanksgiving. And so all roads lead to Chicago in John Hughes movies, of course. Chicago is the center of the John Hughes-averse, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Neil, God, the meeting ends and they haven't made a decision. And uh, <laughs> so he's trying to get a cab to the airport because he has a six o'clock flight. And there's this weird scene where Kevin Bacon is in this movie for like yeah. five minutes. Like... And uh, his his uh, character's name is Taxi Racer because there's a scene where like <laughs> like Speed Racer, but like yeah. Speed Racer, but Taxi Racer because Steve Martin and Kevin Bacon face off trying to get a taxi, and uh, he like Steve Martin falls and like trips and then uh, loses the taxi to uh, to Kevin Bacon. And it's just like very, very weird. Um, I think Kevin, because Kevin Bacon was in another John Hughes movie, right? Yeah. And I think people are like, oh, he's the character from this other movie. (laughs) I am. I'm trying to remember. He's he's got to be in a couple of them. Like it's got to be right because this is also 1987. Like this is Bacon, Bacon prime time here. He's he's yeah. in all kinds of stuff at this point, um, and it's such a he's just playing like clearly such a like white guy in a suit in like mm-hmm. Midtown New York trying to get a cat. Like this whole scene has such an energy and also the music. This is the first time we get a very interesting music choice. I feel like in mm. this movie. There are oh several. my god, the musical choices in this movie are wild. I mean, you wild. have like you have like an electronic version of uh Red River Valley. Yeah. That like pops in like three or four times. Yep. Uh you've got What's the song that, that that plays constantly where it's just like, you're messing with the wrong guy? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, fuck. There's like, I need to just pull up the soundtrack to this movie. Um, because it like honestly vacillates between like uh, synthy pop kind of beats, basically. Like almost like a couple of like very like kind of early like synthy hip hop beats. And then like country music mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. or like ray charles like, there's a big moment with with yes. the, mess, the mess around like later on which is yeah. truly one of my most uh, my, my favorite scenes in the entire it's movie. very good that it's part just kind of all good. over the place and here we have like uh, basically the fucking stupidest chase scene on earth uh with with neil trying to get a cab on time to the airport which like apparently you know at this time in 1987 there's no airport security you could just show up and just get on your plane um, and he's like rushing, he's rushing, he's rushing. He tries to get a cab and there's like a blood sucking lawyer type, um, who is, it's not James Woods, but I don't know why this guy reminds me of James Woods in this moment. Uh, but like Neil offers him 50 bucks to get the cab or he offers him like 10 bucks. And the guy's like, well, I'll do it for 50. And then he, he, he like marks him up for 75 during this exchange, Dell. John Candy's character gets his 
uh-huh. comically oversized trunk into the trunk of the car of the cab and takes the car and he's on his way to the airport. Um, and somehow, I guess Neil takes a bus or something that also somehow gets him to the airport basically on time. So this is already we've already got the setup. We've already got the the sort of the chase going on here. Right. And yeah, just like the the wildness of the I think watching any movie with an airport prior to 9-11 is wild because just like running around in this airport and like at one point he's he's running over uh, a runway. I think that's later on. But it's like, that's insane. You would be gunned down. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, so he makes it to LaGuardia and uh, runs into... Dell again, who apologizes and offers, he's like, oh, how about, uh, yeah, I'll make it up to you. I'll buy you a, a beer and a hot dog. And he's like, no, thanks. He's like, okay, well, just a hot dog. Like, no. Okay, a uh, soda, sandwich, <laughs> uh, Snickers, and just keeps talking and talking and he's talking. He's like, gumballs or like Starburst. I forget. He like multiple candy types. <laughs> and then you get Neil saying like, oh, no, I'm, I'm picky about what I eat, which is like, yeah. Such a weird little line to me. Like he's like this '80s executive who is very like I like finicky. Like you get the sense that he he is like this weird kind of like dude in the '80s that is like oh I I, I do like clean eating and stuff. Like kind of like yeah. kind of reminds me of a, a a less psychopathic version of like a, a Patrick Bateman kind of character 100%. of just like. This yeah. kind of like new man in the eighties who is like takes care of himself and like doesn't eat. Oh, I don't eat an airport hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, he would have that scene about the fucking business cards kind of thing. Like that would mm-hmm. be him, a hundred percent. Yeah, uh, and he is an asshole too. Like I think it's pretty important oh, yeah. to note that like he's a dick. Like Dell is an incredibly nice guy who is also wildly annoying. So it's, I mean, it is kind of funny both ways. And that's how that kind of odd couple pairing works. Like you do genuinely kind of empathize with both of these people. They're both uh, interesting in their own ways and you do identify them with them. But Neil is a dick. Like he's a real jerk. I mean, it doesn't come out completely until he loses his mind on the the poor. Right. Uh, later on, the poor um, uh, rental <laughs> the car, car rental lady. Person, yeah. But like... That He's that scene jerk. is responsible for this movie's R rating. Oh, perfect! Because um, there's like 22 fucks in like a minute. Y- yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that's the real tension of this movie, right? Is because the odd couple thing. You want both characters to like the risk is always that one of these characters is going to slide over into being the bad guy or like the one that you hate. Yeah. And then the whole thing doesn't really work anymore. And like that actually happened um, in the initial draft for the movie. Mm. Dell was supposed to just follow Neil home. And uh, John Hughes was like, okay, no, this just makes him like a fucking asshole. And like, no one likes him anymore. So you have to strike that balance between like having each character have these like, uh, positive qualities to them but also like not become like the good one right yeah yeah um and i think what this movie tries to do is like make 
because Dell is immediately more likable, but then like he does do a lot of things that are just like, you fucking idiot. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe yes. you fucking did this. You yeah. did shit. So like it, like you, you try to, it tries to make you empathize with, with uh, Steve Martin's character. And I think is mostly successful in like, in that balancing act. But yeah, yeah very early on, they, uh, they fly past Chicago because of a snowstorm nope. and fly all the way to Wichita which for people who don't know is on the other side of Chicago from New York. It's fairly, fairly far, fairly far past it's a couple Chicago. of States over. Yeah. It's not like next door. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, Dell comes out with this tip like, Hey, yeah. Um, like, because he flies so much, like he knows all this stuff and he has all this like wisdom that Neil just like refuses to accept. Uh, for the first little while he's like yeah no like there's no way we're flying out of here uh you're stuck in wichita you should get a hotel and instead he like calls his family and i just want to talk about his family real quick because first of all yeah uh all layla robbins gets to do in this movie is sort of like look sad and and miss her husband like she does literally nothing sad yeah yeah (laughs) and uh that's kind of a, a bummer but uh the family the family okay so uh he has three kids one named marty who's played by olivia burnett who was a um she's a child actress she i think still works uh not she doesn't do a lot she's done like some tv stuff she was on an episode of dexter she was in halo 2 that's kind of (laughs) cool yeah all right, that's kind of cool. I I like that range. Like, yeah, that's right. That's good. I don't. It doesn't seem like she's done a lot of work in the last decade or so. But uh, not really sure what she's up to. But uh, then you've got what are the other ones? There's Neil Jr. Yeah, and then who's the baby with the horrible one of the one of these children? This poor child has like the world's worst bowl cut, and this is eighty seven. It's not like seventy eight, right? So. Yeah. So I don't know who the other. I forget who the other kid was, but Neil Page Jr. was played by Matthew Lawrence. That's what I thought. I knew that kid looked really. Familiar. Yeah, Matthew okay. Lawrence, who people may know from Mrs. Doubtfire, yeah. uh, and Boy Meets World. Yep. And that show with all the brothers, with the three uh, brotherly brothers. love. Yes. Yes. There we yeah. Go. So, uh, sort of an early role. Actually, that was his first movie. Oh my god! Well, he yeah. was very young. He, he was, was very, like very young. Six or I mean, seven Mrs. Doubtfire was, I think, his like first real role. And that was like, seven years later, right? Yeah, that was yeah. like a good chunk of time later. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and what he has been up to lately is uh, he was uh, on an episode of Hawaii Five O last year. Oh. Um, and he was in a movie called Money Plane uh, that had Money Kelsey Plane. Grammer in it. I vaguely recall this happening. Money Plane. <laughs> it was a video on demand film that came out this summer. Money Plane. Wow. Has oh a, my God. I love it. It has a not great rating, but, um, sure. you know, we wish him the best. He was also uh, in Kiki's Delivery Service in the English oh. dub. He was Tombo. Uh, in uh, 1998. So, and again, I do not remember who the third child is, but 
Yeah, uh, I think she was a just a baby and right. probably not doing a whole lot. But. Just kind of there to look adorable and eat dinner at a sad family dinner where daddy is not home yet. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Neil and Dell spend the night in Wichita. They take this taxi to this motel. That is just the most deranged taxi. (laughs) It's like covered in like tassels and like cut out like like girly magazines. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, you think they're like going some like it seems like they're like being taken somewhere to be robbed or something because the guy like isn't taking the highways and stuff. But no, they they do get to the hotel or the motel and uh Dell gets Neil in, uh, which is to say that he uh, gets him into his room and they have to share a bed. And uh, Dell's gross habits come out really quickly and Neil loses his temper and they have this scene that feels like it should be halfway through the movie and it's in the yeah. first third where Neil enumerates all the things that he hates about Dell. And uh, he's Del- really mean. He's, He's like really mean. vicious. Yeah. And then Dell replies that he likes himself and that Neil is a a cold cynic and, um, yeah. you know, his customers like him and his wife likes him. And uh, Neil decides to stay. And then they're robbed by a burglar in the middle of the night <laughs> um, <laughs> who never appears again. Um <laughs> Because I guess, you know, that's he's just a plot point. He's not like a character who they, you know, track down or anything. But yeah. um, and, importantly, uh, they wake up cuddling. They do wake a, up cuddling. A moment that will come back later in a, uh, a lighthearted a moment of, of joy. And uh, yeah, it, and it's like a little bit of a it's a little gay panic here. Yeah, um, a little when bit. they, uh, you know, they realize that. Uh, Dell has his hand like I, it's implied in like in butt. between Neil's ass cheeks, and uh, then and they he just kisses his ear. He kisses a his bit. ear. They they both yeah. get up. They start freaking out and talking about football because that's what men do it's, when they accidentally did something kind of gay. <laughs> talk about sports and um, which is actually a little funny and saves it for me. It is actually like, played pretty panicky. funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is played pretty well by these two yeah Uh, so there is that but they uh so then they try to get to chicago by train and uh it looks good at first looks good at first but as luck would have it the train breaks down and they are stranded in a field in missouri (laughs) where neil takes pity on dell and helps him carry his enormous trunk and they get to jefferson city where Dell raises money by scamming people. This is by, one of my favorite scenes. It's a great scene where he tries, he passes off his shower curtain rings as earrings that are uh, like variously replicas of uh, a Chinese wizard's like earrings <laughs> or like, right. or celebrity uh, earrings. And uh, you get all these great teen shots. Girls that, of, yeah, these teen oh, girls. Yeah, these teen girls. so much older and they like, shell out money for them. right and they have these ridiculous like shower curtain rings in their ears and you have to kind of wonder like wait a second do these people just have enormously stretched earlobes because how are they get right? are they just kind of clipping them on like who knows but he makes a few hundred dollars and uh 
or maybe it's like a hundred bucks. And then, uh, they, uh, they take a bus to St. Louis and, um, see a couple just, uh, fooling around. And I think it's that the woman in that couple Yes. That was supposed to be seven of nine. Uh, Jerry Ryan. Name? Jerry Ryan yeah. was supposed to be in this movie and was cast in this movie. Oh my God. And, uh, was fired after three days on the set because she could not stop laughing at Steve Martin and John Candy. Oh my God. Like, that's like a class A anecdote. Like, holy Very shit. funny. Very yeah. good. Um, they get to St. Louis and then once again, Neil is like, I hate you. Except he's nicer about it this time. He's like, I feel like I'm slowing you down. You, you're so much better at traveling than me. And uh, you should go on on your own. Yeah. And uh, they once again leave. They uh, break up again. I feel like this is such a, their bromance has so many ups and downs here where they break up multiple times. Mm-hmm. And they come together multiple times. And... This is yeah. like the this is like the saddest breakup though yeah. because Neil's trying to be nice about it and he sucks at it mm-hmm. and Dell is so hurt he's like I understand I understand I understand and he like oh, puts money on the okay. table and Steve you know sorry Neil I keep trying to say Steve Martin but Neil is like no I don't want it I don't want your money and they're like fighting over who like it's just so sad it's like they have a breakup at a restaurant and mm-hmm. it feels like a breakup at a restaurant and it honestly is very affecting these actors are. So fucking good. Uh, even in the, they're obviously both very, very funny and very fun to watch, but they're also very good at these slightly more dramatic scenes as well. Like you, I really feel for both of them in that moment. Uh, yeah, and it's, absolutely. And it's really sweet, actually. So yeah. Uh, so um, this is the car rental. Oh, I did scene, miss I one thing yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. that I wanted to mention, which is that uh, the taxi driver, the the uh, because there are a lot of like these little bit roles in this movie that you're yeah. like, who is that guy? Oh, right. Yeah. He's this guy. Um, the taxi driver in uh, in Wichita who drives just the completely deranged looking taxi <laughs> is played by Larry Michael Hankin, who okay. is a character actor who's been in a lot of things, but what I recognized him from was the Seinfeld arc where they're making Seinfeld. Uh, oh. He's the guy who is cast as Kramer. Oh my God. Uh, he's also in Breaking Bad. Sure. Uh, he was in Friends and um, he was actually in Home Alone as well. Okay. So, okay. Uh, Who is he in Home Alone? He is apparently Sergeant Balzac. I don't know. I don't remember who that is. Is he the guy on the phone? He might be the guy on the phone, yeah. Yeah, Panic on three or whatever it is. Panic line three. Uh, Um, Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's Um, funny. So, uh, (laughs) they... uh, Good, good, good. So... Uh, where were we? Oh, car Neil rental. is uh, yeah. at St. Yeah. Louis, tries to rent a car. The car is not there. He walks back to the terminal and then does the, the his oh, like tirade against this woman um, who is uh, played by Edie McClurg, oh. 
who uh, was in uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off as the secretary, famously, who explains why everyone loves Ferris Bueller. (laughs) And uh, was also in... uh, She's she's done a lot of voice acting work. She was in The Secret of Nim. She was in Little Mermaid, Cars, Wreck-It Ralph. And uh, was in... Uh, a lot of movies as well, and she is uh, she's still uh, still with us. Seventy five. This this scene also makes me laugh kind of every a, time. It's a it's a great scene. <laughs> it's a great scene. Steve Martin's just like just unleashing all of his fury, <laughs> like the hammer of Thor. He's bringing it down upon this poor woman who has has done nothing except. Uh, it's like the it's like. The, yeah, just everything has been going wrong for him. And it's she is the last straw that breaks the camel's back because she is on the phone like with her sister and Steve Martin is at the front of the line and he's like, excuse me. And she just like puts her finger out and it's just like one second. <laughs> and that's it for him. He just explodes. <laughs> and um, she nonetheless is going to help him. But he threw away his rental agreement in mm-hmm. fury. And, we can uh, all learn from this lesson, I think. Right. Don't throw away learn. your rental agreement in fury. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he tries to take a taxi to Chicago. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, gets punched in the face by the taxi dispatcher. Uh, Dell happens to show up. and Almost uh, runs him over. Almost runs him over. The dispatcher picks him up by his balls. Yep. And then we get... A scene where Steve Martin is speaking in like a, a high voice. Yeah. In this trope that I feel like I, I guess mostly has has gone away. It, it was always just like very confusing to me because yeah. I'm like, wait, what is? It's like the trope of like, oh, when a, a character gets like hit in the testicles, their voice goes up. It's like, that's not, I don't think that's how that works. Like, it's based, I think, on the, the idea that like Castrati had high voices, but that's just because it's a developmental thing. Right. That happened when they were eight or whatever. Right. It's not like, yeah, if you get hit in your, (laughs) your balls, like your voice is going to go up. I don't think. Um, Right. But yeah, so it's like very weird. It's it's very weird. Yeah, it's um, a little out of place. It's very very bizarre. But uh, they are once again reunited, and uh, back in a car. Back now in they're a car. in an automobile. Yeah, back to uh, the automobile portion of the film, and then we do get the the almost car crash scene. Yeah, which starts where, uh, with mess around. And yeah, so Dell is just like fucking <laughs> grooving to mess around, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> He's just like fucking living for it. Uh, Neil is asleep in the passenger seat, and Dell gets into this thing of like basically, like, gets his coat stuck on the the chair, and then is like trying to get it loose, and ends up like spinning the car around, and as a result, he ends up driving the wrong way. And this couple uh, across the median is like yelling at them, like, you're going the wrong way. And they're just like, how would they know we're going the wrong way? They don't know where we're going. (laughs) It's like, and they're like, okay, thanks. Turns out they are driving the wrong way. 
on the freeway and uh, narrowly drive between two 18-wheelers in this scene <laughs> where both of them turn into skeletons yep. and then Dell turns into the devil <laughs> and there's sparks flying everywhere and it's just like fucking madness and it's the most stylized and like bizarre this movie gets and yeah, uh yeah i'm i'm here for it it's a lot of fun i've done this scene a few times uh with my students i might do it again this week um of just like looking at all the shots in that sequence mm-hmm. and like how manically it's edited together because a lot of these shots are only like less than a second like we're just right, flashing yeah. and it's i think they're trying to go for a life flashing before your eyes effect but also with fucking like halloween store skeletons and yeah. like halloween store devil makeup like it's very cheesy looking very much on purpose i don't think this is a low budget movie by any real means um but it's very effective it's like steve martin's deranged feelings of he's about to die and this is how he dies by Dell's hand kind of thing. God, it's it's wonderful. They spin out. And then, of course, uh, they realize that the car has been lit on fire by this errant cigarette from before that happened. So they, uh, they have to drive this, like, husk of a car to another motel. And the car is just, like, it looks like it has survived, like, a bombing or something. It's just, like, an absolute, like, a husk of a skeleton of a car and they keep doing a whole comedy routine about how hot all the surfaces are in the car. And it's right. just so yeah. slapstick at this I mean, point. yeah, the shots were like, you know, after they've survived the crash or the near crash and then uh, the car bursts into flames and they're just like, because of Dell's cigarette that he's dropped in the backseat and they're just like both looking back at it like, huh, huh. And just like <laughs> laughing. And, uh, Neil thinks that Dell has destroyed the car and that he has to pay for it. But it turns out that Neil and Dell's credit cards got mixed up back in Wichita. <laughs> and uh, so the car was rented on Neil's credit card. And uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Neil barters his watch to get a motel room because his credit cards have been turned into little pieces of plastic <laughs> and uh the hotel agent here yeah. is martin ferrero who yeah. you may know as donald genero the lawyer yeah. in jurassic park when you gotta go you gotta go uh infamous, very true infamous person very very true <laughs> who also apparently according to um oh why can't i think of, the actor who plays ian malcolm why can i not think of his name famous jeff goldblum yes Joel, jeff goldblum once upon a time said that this actor like tried to get more screen time by saying hey why don't we switch roles what <laughs> this is like an anecdote that jeff goldblum is told and he's like i might get in trouble for talking about this but uh apparently this uh you know, the actor, he, he like, tells the whole thing about on Jurassic Park. This actor wanted to get, like, more screen time. was like, why don't we switch? Like, why don't I, you go into the latrine and I stay out here? Oh, my God. <laughs> just, just fucking hilarious. Um, but, yeah. Uh, another little uh, cameo that I neglected to mention earlier is that Bill Irwin is the man on the plane. Oh, yes. Who is sitting next to Dell and Neil. Uh Bill Irwin was uh, Sid Fields on Seinfeld. Yes. And uh, he was 
also on I Love Lucy. He was on The Next yes. Generation. And he was a cartoonist who was published in The New Yorker and Playboy. So uh, he had a a long and uh, uh, illustrious illustrious career, career and uh, passed away about 10 years ago, age oh. 96. Oh, hey, good. So good job. Uh, he had a good yeah. run. Hell yeah. He was also in another airplane scene in a John Hughes movie because oh. he is in uh, Home Alone as the husband of the woman that uh, Kevin's mom is trying to give her earrings to to oh. get a seat on the plane. She has a whole shoebox oh. full of them. Dangly yes. ones. Yeah, he has that moment, Yes. So. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> That's him too. Yeah. Incredible. Um, yeah, a lot of great little roles in this movie, including another one uh, when they try to drive the burnt out, destroyed car <laughs> to Chicago <laughs> and are stopped by a state trooper played by Michael McKeon. Yeah. Who I didn't even recognize. Um, yeah, I didn't either until you, just now when you said it. Like, I was like, he yeah. looks familiar. Everybody uh, looks familiar in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Michael McKeon, of course. Uh David St. Hubbins in uh, This Is Spinal Tap and uh, basically in every Christopher Guest movie, I feel like there's probably a few that he's not in, but he's sort of a, a fixture in uh, the guest, the guest averse, I would say. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Love, love a good Michael McKean role. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, uh, <laughs> they're stopped because they're driving a car that is basically a, a skeleton of a car. <laughs> and uh, the car is impounded. <laughs> and um, oh, I did uh, skip that great scene where when they're when Neil invites uh, Dell to stay oh, in the hotel yeah. room with him, they're drinking Dell's collection of uh, of little airline uh, liquors. Yeah. And uh, just laughing about all they've been through and uh, then they finally get to chicago in the back of a refrigerator truck and we get the uh we get the usual suspects moment where when they they part ways on the l and uh neil realizes (laughs) that dell was lying about something the whole time he's made all these comments and he's he's going through like the kaiser soze thing of like wait a second <laughs> and he runs back to the station and finds Dell sitting alone and is like why aren't you home and he's like i don't have a home my wife died eight years ago yeah so uh he invites Dell back to thanksgiving dinner with him and uh everyone has a merry thanksgiving and neil made it's a new friend and it's it's love. I I um I really do love this moment, even though it's, it's really like, sweet. Even though it's pretty corny, I love it. It's maybe there's something about it that does feel very earned after all the suffering that they've gone through, and maybe it's also that like my the one thing I put in the sort of negative column for this has nothing to do with the movie. I mean, I think you know nothing's perfect, but the movie's pretty fucking great. It's just that. I've been in this, not this situation, but I've been in a similar situation where once upon a time, about uh, six or seven years ago, Hmm. I was stuck in LAX for 22 hours trying to get on a one fucking hour flight back to San Francisco where I was living at the time. 
I had had a panic attack in an airport bathroom, which was the only time I ever missed a flight um, ever in my life. I've been on many, many a flight, but I missed the flight. So we had to stay overnight at the airport. And they did give us cots to sleep on, but they refused to turn down the top 40 that was like blaring. Oh my God. In the American Airlines or whatever. Oh my God. Jetway. Like they refused to turn it off. I asked them like seven times. I was like, there's really no one here. Can we turn it down? And they were like, I can give you some earplugs. So we tried that. They took away the cots at 7 a.m. And I was just like, can I keep sleeping? There's no other flight. Oh my God. And they were like, no, I'm sorry. We got to take away the cots. And then we like, Went to get rebooked on another flight. The fl- that person lied to us. So we went to like the correct area. They finally put us on a flight and that airplane broke. So we had to get off of that airplane. We had to wait for another airplane. We got onto that airplane and that airplane. Um, somebody, I, don't, I won't be crude here, but somebody used the restroom. And the flight attendants, I think at this point, were really punchy because they had gone through a lot of this with us. And so one flight attendant started just, like, giggling and, like, spraying air freshener all through the back of the plane and, like, turned on all the fans and was just like, I got to put on the fart fan! And then just, like, completely made a whole scene out of it, which was at least mildly amusing. (laughs) And then (laughs) that airplane broke. And so we had to get off of that airplane. And then we were, like, in this gate area where everybody's very mad uh, and, and upset. And uh, the one, like, snack area of that, their credit card machine broke. So we had to, like, scrape together change to try to get, like, a fruit salad. And then eventually we got on, like, a different airline's flight because two planes broke in a row and they just took pity on us and mercy on us. And, like, I could have driven to San Francisco and back something like three or four times in the time that I was just trying to get on an airplane for an hour. And it, like... That whole incident had vibes like this. I mean, thank God I was with, like, my partner at the time uh, who was there to, you know, be with me. And I wasn't with, like, a stranger who took off their socks and shoes and waved their socks at me or anything like that. But it was still, like, a – it was my planes, trains, and automobiles day, I would say, uh, of of that particular brand of hell. Um, God. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I'm trying to think about – bad travel stories that I've had. And the only one that really comes to mind right now is when I was uh, in uh, the Netherlands uh, on vacation when I was living in in the UK. And uh, for some reason, we had just thought like, oh, our flight's really early in the morning, so we won't have a hotel for that night to save money because we were students and like very broke. Yeah. So we'll just sleep in the airport. Uh, if you can avoid it, I would say don't, <laughs> don't sleep do in the it. airport. Just like in this movie early on in Wichita, Steve Martin like is like, I don't know if I want to share a hotel room with like this stranger. And then looks and sees this man trying to sleep in the corner next to a trash can with his suit jacket over him. Um, yeah. I just remember being woken up at like five in the morning by Dutch police with like assault rifles being like, oh okay, God. now it's time to wake up. Not this time for sleeping. No, oh, it's no. like, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> but the problem is you can't really say no to a man with an assault rifle. Right. <laughs> oh, no. So, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's real bad. I, I do miss traveling. Um, yeah. quite a lot. <laughs> I don't know. We all, we all miss a lot of things, but um, yeah, yeah being I, in other places. This movie sort I of hate made traveling, me traveling, but I like the being in other places. I like being in other places. <laughs> I kind of like traveling a little bit 
Yeah, there's things I like about it. I don't know. I think just traveling at its most basic level can just give you the feeling of breaking free from a routine. And yeah, yeah. Just being I do a different like person driving. to some extent. Yeah, I, I do like road trips. I've been on a few of those actually lately, so I guess maybe I'm not thinking of them in the same way. But like, I really do like a road trip, like actually driving. There's a companionship thing mm. about a road trip, like being there with somebody and like you're kind of sharing the road together. And a lot of times driving is actually relatively pretty. Like if you're driving in like, you know, forested area or something like mm-hmm. that, it's actually kind of pretty. So yeah, that part I, I, I do get. Airplanes, you'll never convince me to enjoy an airplane, though. <laughs> I'm one of those I, people who just sucks. I mean, I, I don't like flying. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it, it stresses me out. The idea of flying is nervous. But even still, part of it yeah. is just yeah. like, there is something about just the airport and just like all the, the bustle and like the airport bar and, uh, uh, I think I'm romanticizing it because I haven't done it in a while. Sure, sure. But, but uh, I, I get what you mean. Like, there's something about being in that much of a liminal space. Of, yeah, like, exactly. All kinds of people from all walks of life are traveling for all different reasons, and they have to be in this space for a little while. There's almost like a a weird beauty in that, for sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Planes, trains, and automobiles. A true classic. I'm so glad you experienced it, and uh, I, I. It sounds like you enjoyed it, uh, which makes me happy. Uh, and uh, hey, one day we'll be on planes, trains, and automobiles again. I suppose, <laughs> as a culture, as a society. Yeah. 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 Ah. <sighs> I, this every time I watch this, it does make me want to watch Home Alone because it really is just sort of the reverse movie, and John mm. Candy is almost kind of playing the same role in both of the movies, even though he's like the Midwest oh, yeah. king. He's the Pope king, yeah, but kind of the same, like really affable, sweetheart, slightly annoying man, uh, who is just. I guess that's the other thing as well, right? Is that John Candy was such a gift. Such a gift, and we miss him. Yeah. At least I do. I I think he was an absolute wonder of a comedic actor, uh, and just such a such a friendly screen presence. Like so friendly, so likable, uh, so lovable in so many ways that yeah, you just it's hard not to miss him, uh, especially when you watch this or any of the other kind of movies of this ilk. I think. Well, I think that's uh that's basically it. Yeah. For this, then let me see if there's anything else that I wanted to mention. Yeah, kind of weird soundtrack. I don't. I think oh, the soundtrack yeah. is yes. one of the weirder aspects of this movie. I don't think it always <laughs> works, but uh, what are you going to do? Um, right. And uh, any cast members that I miss? Uh, Richard Hurd is in this movie briefly, who oh. uh, is uh, Wilhelm from Seinfeld. Oh, my God, uh, he's, yes. He's uh, George Costanza's boss. And uh, Richard Hurd actually passed away earlier this year in May. Oh, no. Uh, he was 87. So, oh. again, pretty good run. But Yeah, it's a good run. But thank you um, for your, your time. Thank you for your video. service. Yeah. 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 Um, Dylan Baker also shows up as the weird guy who drives that truck, who has a wife who... Whose baby came out sideways. Whose baby came out sideways. <laughs> 
She didn't Dylan Baker scream. was in Spider-Man <laughs> 2 and 3. And uh, who was he in that? He was... Uh, oh, he was Kurt Connors, right. Okay, he okay. He was the lizard, except not yeah. the lizard. Uh, wow. Yeah. So uh, I think that's going to do it for uh, for this one. Yeah. Uh, go to fanbyte.com slash podcasts to uh, hear all of our other shows. You can follow us on Twitter at Fanbyte Media. You can follow Danielle on Twitter at Danielle R.I. Yeah. And I am at Merit K. Is there anything else? Oh, just thanks, Jordan. Thanks yeah, Jordan thank for you, producing. Jordan Mallory, for producing this and all of our shows. <laughs> and uh, yeah, check out those shows. You'll like them. You'll like them. You'll, You'll love like to hear those them. shows, I promise. Yeah. And yeah, check out um, all of our new console coverage on the site. We have uh, tons of guides and reviews and features and all kinds of stuff. If you are diving into the new generation of consoles, unlike Danielle and I, <laughs> you are not. So yeah, go check that out. And yeah. until next time, you'll love to see it. Bye. Bye. Ooh.